Karma fam. Hi, Karma fam. This is Indra. And I'm Deanna. And we are here for yet another episode of Family Karma Cast. Um, as we wait uh, with bated breath for season two of Family Karma, which like just right off the bat, we want to say that there's all sorts of stuff coming out about season two. Like there was a picture of Brian with a producer on the streets. Um, There was an article on page six about Richa um, talking with a producer before going into a lunch where there was going to be some drama. Um, Let's see. My source didn't have. Let me see if my source had any. I love your I love your source. And he (laughs) says random girl, (laughs) random girl, (laughs) Dylan Patel and Richa are the three new cast members. Is that correct? Um. Like we've said before. Wait, I'm not sure if... Is Richa? Hold on. Let me look it up. Are we allowed to say other gossip on here that we heard from him? Yeah, for sure. And we don't know if it's a woman exactly. or a man. And or- we don't know if this is for real. Oh, okay. Let's not the, mention the, that one thing. Okay, because- okay. The one thing. So there's something big. Okay. There's something big like maybe trouble in paradise in a right. relationship. Don't, right. And so we're not going to mention it, but we're going to leave. I think we should leave this part in because we might be in the know. And so you have to come back to us. So... <laughs> I'm not sure if Rich is going to be a full cast member or not, but she's definitely going to be on the show. Um, And that might just be because she doesn't actually live in Miami full time. But Dylan is definitely on the show. Could be like the breakout star we're hearing. Random girl, which random girl. <laughs> cannot wait for random TBD. girl. <laughs> and, oh, what uh, random girl. and there's one other person who I'm going to I'm going to keep that on the DL for now. Um, okay. But yeah. So basically, people have been spotted. Filming's been spotted. Um, a lot of people are asking, when is the show going to air? We don't know for sure, but I would assume that it would be on a similar schedule to last year. So it premiered in early March last year, like right before COVID hit. So maybe again, March in 2021. I don't know. So, okay. So I have nothing to base this off of. Okay. But <laughs> I think they're going to speed things up because they've run out of com- content. So yeah. the Real Housewives of the OC mm-hmm. is airing right now. Mm-hmm. And from what I understand, they're filming... I think they're filming New Jersey right now. Okay. They're filming New York. Dallas is going to be coming out soon, I heard. You think Dallas is coming out? Oh, so they are. Oh, right. They already filmed it because they were like the first ones because they're like, oh, maybe Texas doesn't care about COVID. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like in order of which states. Any shows where the states don't care about COVID is where it's going yeah. down. And so, but that's not really true because New York is filming. Right. Beverly Hills is filming. Anyway, the thing that is exciting, though, is that Family Karma is going to be coming back for season two. Hopefully it'll be like January or February. I hope so. We'll see. And remember, invite us. So anyone with Bravo that's listening, invite me <laughs> and Indra to the Put premiere us on the party. list. Team, we will be there. I, you know, it's like, will I travel? I will get in a fucking car I will, and drive okay. out there. Well, so will I. And I might even fly. Okay. This is called business. It's my business to be down there. So I will risk it all. Yeah. Well, so... Put us so on the holla list. at your girls right now. Okay, bravo. Hell yes. Hell yes. Okay, so about this week's guest. Um, so like just if you don't think you're gonna be interested in this interview, you're wrong. <laughs> um, it's it's so interesting. We we spoke with Smitha Deepak, who is, if you don't know her, she is a YouTube influencer sensation. She has Two million followers on YouTube. Two million. It's just 
insane. And she um, she does hair. She does makeup tutorials. Sorry. That's her thing. And um, we spoke with her about like how it all happened for her. Like how did she even become this huge YouTube influencer? What is her life like now? Like what, you know, all the work that goes into being a YouTube influencer. Like I think I always thought like, oh, it can't be that hard. And like, oh, my God, when I when you listen to her daily schedule, you're just gonna like your jaw will drop for sure. Right. And we also discuss what it means to be an entrepreneur and to be your own boss, because she talks about how she tried going with different agencies, um, worked with different editors, and the one she could rely on is herself. And I think it's a really important message to send to, um, you know, people of color, you know, young Indian Americans who might want to be their own boss or, um, you know, in any sort of field and become an entrepreneur. So it's, it's not only a story of, you know, this, this YouTube influencer and how she made it. it. It's how, it's how you can make it as well and take these kind of everyday tools that she uses and implement them into your own work schedule into doing what you want to do. Yeah. And I think what's just like, I think a lot of times in media and like this type of space, we see people making it who have connections, who maybe like already know someone or whatever. And like, this is a story of someone who had an idea and a passion and she taught herself how to do everything. She does it all herself. She has 2 million followers now. And she's just, she's so humble and down to earth. It was like a really fascinating conversation. So I think um, even if you don't like makeup, you don't care about YouTube, whatever, like it's it's an interesting lesson. So stay with us for sure. And someone, you know, who's close to the age of 40, I can say for myself that it feels like I'm, too old or out of touch to do certain things or, you know, take on like a new assignment in my life, you know, and, and and build a new chapter and maybe change my profession. But when you talk to her and you listen to her experience and how, you know, she started doing these YouTube tutorials when she had kids, it's really inspiring. So I really hope that, you know, you all get something from it. Because what I got is like, basically, I can do almost anything. All it takes is really hard work. Totally. And that was that was the message. So we hope you enjoy it. Just a quick preview. Next week, we're talking to Aparna from Indian Matchmaking. That's going to be a fascinating conversation. If you haven't listened to our recap of Indian Matchmaking yet, please do. We kind of gave her a scathing review. So right. I hope she doesn't hate us. Um, but it should be, it's going to be really interesting. I can't wait to talk with her. Um, and then, oh my God, we are going to be speaking next week, the following week with um, one of the only, I can only think of two South Asian people that have ever been on the Bachelor franchise. And maybe there's like one or two more, but I'm pretty sure there's only two. We are going to be speaking with Kerpa Sudik, who was a South Asian cast member on Colton's season of The Bachelor. Um, so I'm I anyone who hasn't been listening to this podcast for a while, you may not know that I am like a Bachelor fan freak. (laughs) And I literally cannot wait to talk to Kerpa about everything like the behind the scenes on The Bachelor, what it's like being like one of the only brown people ever on the show right um I want to know what she packed oh my god so many questions and I really want to emphasize that you know if you're listening to this you might be a new um listener so thank you very much please follow Mm -hmm. us on the socials family karma cast with a k and Mm -hmm. um email us if you think we should be covering this or that you know in the indian american community or you can dm us or tweet at us whatever you want um so yeah let's get into this interview with smitha deepak it's really awesome and we hope that you enjoy it okay we are good to go (laughs) 
So it would be great to uh, learn a little bit about like where you grew up and where you're living now and kind of how you got to where you are in your living situation. Okay, um, so I was born and raised in India, in Bangalore, which is in South India. I did my schooling there. I um, completed my B school. So I was, uh, I completed my MBA. And then I came to the US because my husband was here, we got married. And um, I moved here in uh, 2002, in October, round about now <laughs> is when I moved. And um, since then, um, I've been in Bay Area, basically, um, um, in and around San Francisco. Um, I, because I had my um, management degree, I always wanted to work in the corporate. So I enjoyed that kind of job security, and I worked in different fields, including technology, because I was I have an undergrad in technology, and then. Um, my previous job was um, at a French fashion house in San Francisco. Um, I had some media experience in between. And then I also had started a company which got uh, bought by another uh, company. Um, I had my own line of organic clothing for kids. Um, so this was my past. So a little bit of everything. And because um, my previous job was very stressful, um, I had some health concerns and I had to resign. Um, and I just took everything that I had, some media experience, I loved art. Um, I used to do makeup and stealth, never told anybody, but after work, I would practice it on myself and others. Um, so I felt like this is it for me. You know, this is my opportunity to just showcase what I have. And I didn't know how to use a camera, to be honest with you, but borrowed my husband's camera, turned it on, and uh, I started my YouTube channel. Um, I posted, uh, f um, uh, you know, uh, first few videos, which didn't gain any views, basically, <laughs> uh, for the first uh, couple months. And then, um, the, obviously, you know, uh, that's the growing pain that you have. And once things started looking better on the other side. Uh, I never gave up. I just kept posting and tried my best. And then what was the first video like that you consider that went viral? Um, it was actually a recreation of an Indian celebrity's look, which I absolutely enjoy that if you ask me among everything that I do on YouTube, that is probably the first most favorite thing that I do is to recreate somebody's look. So there was a very popular movie um, in India called Bahubali, and I recreated the actor's look. Um, her name is Anushka uh, Shetty, uh, the main actor in the movie. And um, that was the first uh, viral video. I woke up the next day. I remember I would get like 100 or 200 views. And I woke up the next day and I had 40,000 views. I said, oh my what gosh. happened here? <laughs> And that kept growing and growing, and it, um, I, it's probably at about two million uh, views now. But that was my first major, um, you know, uh, viral video. So, what do you think it was that you brought in that kind of Bollywood aspect of it? Was it a tag that you put on it? Like, how do you think? people just like caught on to it all of a sudden? Um, I think one main uh, reason is it was trending, the topic. Uh, people were looking for that movie probably on YouTube. And every time I remember my friends telling me every time they tried to search for that movie on YouTube, my tutorial would pop up. Um, so it was a very trending topic. Um, and um, usually with recreations, I guess people just end up doing a similar makeup tutorials so I kind of gathered the uh, you know similar outfits and jewelry I made my own I make my own jewelry so I made uh, my own invest uh, some uh, time and uh, money into making my own jewelry and um, you know the outfit that she was wearing and stuff so probably people saw similarities uh, between you know um, on the cover picture between uh, the main actor and myself the recreation um, so maybe that was also something that people thought was interesting. So I guess thumbnail is really important and obviously uh, going with the trending topic. And so like, how have you seen um, just being a woman of color, like foundation 
um, tones have changed um, since when you started doing tutorials up until 2020? Uh, I believe uh, when I started, uh, the norm was to um, have about 15 to 16 different shades and foundation. And then Fenty came in and they just changed the whole, <laughs> you know, um, uh, I, I would say the whole trend in uh, foundation. They launched like 64 shades or whatever. So, and then people had to catch up because everybody started talking about it. Um, having 16 shades now was unacceptable. Um, people didn't want to work with companies and brands that had lesser shades. Um, so I guess brands were forced to um, compete with one another to introduce uh, more shades. And um, and that's why there was that whole shift and, um, you know, that trend of having more shades with anything, with concealers, with foundations uh, to accommodate more people and skin colors. Do you think that you're what you do now on YouTube would even be possible with that previous 16 shade situation? Um, it would be hard. <laughs> yeah. We still managed because this is our job, uh, but it would be a little bit more hard. I remember um, just trying to mix foundation to foundations to get to my shade. Um, I was somewhere in between. Um, so there wasn't uh, always a perfect match. So I had to mix a couple different shades, a deeper one and a lighter one to uh, come to where I was. And when you were, when you were like really young, like what were some of your first experiences with makeup as a kid or a teenager or whenever you started? You know, it's so funny. Um, we would use the lipstick for everything. Um, they call it the multi-stick now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we would use the lipstick on our lips, on our cheeks as an eyeshadow. Um, that's pretty much it. And um, the cold kajal in India, the eyeliner is so popular, uh, probably because, um, uh, uh, you know, features wise, Indians are born with bigger eyes and they want to accentuate that. And almost everybody wears um, coal in their eyes. And I don't know if it has any significance, but that is something that we do since a very young age. Um, so I would always do the coal. I would do the uh, lipstick all over my face <laughs> and um, mascara. So those three things. Other than that, um, had no concept of foundation, um, had no concept of uh, coverage in foundation. Uh, we would uh, use the Pond's cold cream, mm -hmm. <laughs> which was basically a moisturizer. Uh, and that's pretty much it. So when was the first time you realized being a makeup artist, not necessarily a YouTube star, could be a profession? Do you remember seeing growing up any makeup artists and where you lived or? Um, in fact, uh, when we got married and I um, moved to the U.S. Um, when I was um, initially looking for jobs and it's, it's very hard when you come from a different country and, you know, it, you know, just to get accustomed to everything here and to find a job. Um, and that's when I, um, I remember telling my husband, um, he doesn't remember, but I do. Mm -hmm. I said, I want to be a blogger and I want to do makeup. Um, and I remember him telling me, it's really not a profession. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, are you sure you want to do that? And I was adamant. I said, yes, I want to do it. Uh, but then I ended up finding a job and I enjoyed the whole, um, you know, it, it's more comfortable to work in a corporate setting and you have your fixed nine to five uh, job then um, within me, I was never satisfied. Um, so I, um, after work, I would uh, come home, quickly change and go and practice makeup on others. So I always did it in stealth. Um, so very long ago, I would say somewhere around 2003 when YouTube was just starting and people were just getting to know about what making video was. Um, I remember... Um, uh, there was uh, this blogger from the Bay Area who became really popular. So I wanted to be her, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So um, somewhere around the 2003, 2004, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So you were like in the beginning, like, this is my space. I'm going to do this. Yeah. I mean, 
it is like I'm not surprised your husband was like that's not a real thing <laughs> like especially in like Indian culture I don't know is your husband Indian as well yeah he is okay he is and those were those were the times when people would say what is even making video on YouTube <laughs> yeah. why are you making the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah and now YouTube is like so big in India and everywhere yeah do you do yeah. you get your most views like in India or in the US or like where do you see the most viewership interestingly um it's it's a mix um i do get a lot of uh, viewership from india and um pakistan and uh, bangladesh and also south america europe um the usa as well as um uh, some of the arabic countries wow yeah and so what what do your parents think of all this just being raised both of your parents are indian yes you know and and so not only you had to tell your partner that you wanted to do this but did you immediately come out to your parents and telling them telling them that you were gonna become a uh, a youtube star yeah <laughs> yeah i was uh, i guess i was so stressed out with my previous job that they were okay with anything that i would do other than that um so when i uh, came out came out and started telling people that i want to be um on youtube and i want to make videos I guess um, they were quite encouraging, um, to be honest with you. Um, they probably thought, what is that even? Probably, but they never expressed that to me. They said, great, do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, so luckily for me, um, I had no setbacks. I had nobody say no to me, um, probably also because that they know that I wouldn't accept it anyway. <laughs> so yeah. I would do what I feel like. So... Um, Yeah, I think there's often this like story about, you know, the stereotype with Indian parents is they're very strict. They only want you to do this one thing. It's that way or the highway. But I think when any parent sees their child in pain or like in a place where they're just so so unhappy, like mm -hmm. you said, they just wanted you to do something that worked for you and that's correct that sort of supersedes everything you yeah know? <laughs> I think that that's just like a, a human thing really yeah at the end of the day they just want you to be happy and um, I was pretty stern that this is what happiness is for me uh, from the get-go and I never had an opportunity and this was it for me you know this is the last opportunity that I was getting I felt like and that's how I communicated it to everybody yeah so there's no choice what is like a typical work day for you now you know like how I'm sure there's so much going on behind the scenes than just your videos yeah um in short I work 24 7 okay um you know, you send me an email at three in the morning, I will answer it. If you send me an email at midnight, I will answer yeah. it. Um, so um, I think people underestimate the amount of work that gets into uh, recording and editing. Um, so it's, it's, it's usually a one-man show, at least with me, it, it is a one-man show. I've hired editors and, you know, I've been with agencies in the past, but again, you have to put in all the work yourself. This is your channel. It's your baby. So it's your personality that will show through at the end. So majority of the work comes from you. Um, a typical recording um, takes me about four to six hours. Wow. Um, and editing takes another, you know, six to eight hours and then uploading to YouTube with the final cut and, you know, writing the description and everything takes another hour or so. So you're looking at about two days per video. And on YouTube, I post three videos a week. And on social media, including Instagram and Facebook, I try to, you know, post something every day. <laughs> so you can only imagine how much work gets into every single thing that we do. So my typical day uh, starts at three in the morning. <laughs> I wake up at three um, and um, I'm still uh, you know, uh, certain things never change. Um, I still cook three meals a day. Wow. <laughs> so I wake up in the morning, get done with that, keep that aside, check my kids home. I have two kids, so I check their homeworks and make sure everything is taken care of and then take my dog for a walk. And after that part is taken care of, I record. 
Um, so you're looking at around 8.39 is when I start my recording. Um, and then after I'm done with my recording, take a short break, have a, a quick, um, you know, grab of lunch or whatever, um, make sure everything is okay, and then uh, get back to editing. Um, wow. So, and then that goes on till perhaps 11 or midnight and then hit the bed, wake up in the morning at three and do the same thing. Oh my That's gosh. my life. Oh my gosh. <laughs> right so, so for like you sit in front of the camera for right. four to six hours. Yes. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I have a couple questions. How, so for, for one tutorial, how many different times are you doing that face? Just once. Just once. Yes. And then how are you looking at yourself so much? And like, okay, I guess I'm just speaking for myself. I feel <laughs> like I would be so self-critical of myself. And how do you not like pick apart, like what self-confidence advice do you have as someone who is who's constantly looking at their own image? How do you not like look at yourself and be like, oh, I just wish I could like fix that, like a little filler here, like... Maybe I should Botox there, you know? <laughs> um, I guess I'm, let me phrase this in a way that I'm, um, how do I put it? I'm, I'm lucky in a way that I'm a little bit older than your typical blogger. <laughs> okay. So with that, um, you know, I just sometimes I uh, cut out all the you know, what if, and, you know, what if I can do that? And yeah, I, I, I'm, I've never been self-conscious about myself. This is who I am. And interestingly, uh, when you're that way, um, I feel like the subscribers appreciate that much more because the main difference between um, a celebrity and an influencer is that you have to feel connected with the person and you do. Uh, in the past, um, you know, brands used to use celebrities for advertisements. Okay, we would see that on TV and we would see that on YouTube and yeah, it was nice. Uh, but that was the celebrity. So there was that clear distinction between us and the celebrity. But now being an influencer, it's like, you're that next door girl that I can talk with, I can ask questions, I can come to you, uh, and you're just like me. So that is the main purpose of an influencer, um, to connect with the audience. And when they see that you're just like them, you don't have the Botox, you don't have, you know, anything on you that is crazy, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, they relate to you, you know? So that, for me, is more important than feeling self-conscious about something that I don't have. So since the get-go, um, that has never really bothered me. Again, probably because I'm a little bit older than the others. Um, so it it's never really occurred to me or I've never really thought about it. <laughs> I'm yeah. just happy with the way I am and uh, this is who I am and this is what I showcase. And if you don't like me, I'm sorry, but I can't change <laughs> myself. <laughs> Well, as you yeah. said, I mean, people obviously respond to that. And I noticed in your videos, like you give links for, you know, other aspiring YouTubers. Like this yeah. is the camera I use, the tripod I use, the lighting. Like, yeah, I, it seems like and your work is all about empowering other women or whoever who are using your tutorials to, to do these looks and and even you know, aspiring YouTubers as absolutely. well. Absolutely. And I get questions every single day. People are messaging me all the time to um, ask me questions about different things. And I um, usually, if it, if it makes sense, I um, answer back and, uh, you know, I want to help more than anything else. And uh, the way you're going to do that is by connecting with people, basically. And um, I, I guess it's even with us, like if, somebody can connect with you at that level, um, you would go back to them. If they don't, then at least with me, I would never want to keep in touch or anything. You know, it's it's exactly like that. Um, so how do do brands reach out to you and give you product? Yeah, so uh, in my case, um, 
luckily for me, I've never had to reach out to brands myself. You can do either or. Uh, you can reach out to them uh, if you want to, um, or you can uh, sign up with an agency who will do it on your behalf. Um, or if you, you know, consistently keep posting and if you keep working hard, they come to you. So you can do either or. Um, I'm at a point where uh, I'm blessed to work with some of the biggest brands. I, I've never had to write to anybody. Um, they have come to me. Uh, probably they saw something in me that uh, they approached me. So are there some brands that just don't make sense? that approach you? Um, yeah. So uh, with any brand that approaches me, I have to, again, feel connected with the brand. I, I have to know the brand. I have to make sure those are the products that I will use in my life before I recommend it to somebody else. Uh, I never recommend a product um, uh, to someone if I haven't used it or tested it. Never so far. Um, and in fact, in the first couple of years when I started uh, YouTube, although I did get quite a bit sponsorship opportunities, I said no to each and every one of them because I felt like I have to establish myself first. I have to build that trust um, and I have to, you know, use products and use it on myself for a long period of time before I start recommending it to anybody. So that's very important for me. What changes have you noticed in terms of like viewership or what people are interested in since the pandemic started? Uh, that's an interesting question. Um, I guess um, people are definitely uh, moving towards wellness more. Um, so they mm -hmm. want to make sure you're using um, uh, cleaner, healthier products. They don't want to see anything that is complicated that's for sure <laughs> the, <Yeah. laughs> the, the life, you know the world is already complicated right now so they want to see something that is easy on them uh, something that they don't want to think too much about something that they can do with what they have uh, so they just want to simplify their life so that is a lifestyle shift that I have observed and I was communicating this to another brand the other day when they were asking me um, people want it easy now you know they just want yeah. simple and easy don't bother me I just I want a simple life <laughs> in, in every aspect you know well I bet people relate to that too because it's like if they don't know anything about makeup and they're just starting and you know if they go on this really complicated video with yeah. all these different things that they can't get or like techniques that are really hard like they're right. just gonna quit yeah well why do you think so I was just thinking because sometimes I watch you know I've watched yours and other makeup tutorials without even trying to take anything from that tutorial and then I end up in these like makeup tutorial rabbit holes, <laughs> you know, and but what what do you think is the appeal for even people that are not into makeup? Like, do you do you have people reach out to you and say, I don't even put makeup on, but I've watched like 20 of your videos. Yeah, <laughs> I, I get those. Um, I guess it's um, this. So this is what I tell uh, people with every video that you watch, there is something that attracts you. So that is the magical factor. Um, and every uh, video has different audience. Um, somebody might appreciate my video and somebody may not like my style. Um, so a, a good example would be there's always a new brand of bread that comes into the market. There's already so many different brands of breads that you can see in the bread aisle, um, the bakery aisle in, um, you know, any supermarket. But still there is something new that's released that sells. So there's a certain amount of people that find something interesting with that brand. It's exactly like that. There is that one magical factor and it's different for different people. For me, if you ask me, um, it should that there should be a wow factor like there should be um you know a crazy transformation or something extremely artistic in a video from for that to appeal to me um so and i i don't necessarily enjoy too much talking in a video so but there could be somebody else who enjoys a lot of you know talking in a video and they may not enjoy instructional videos so it's it it's very personal, depends on your personality, but there's always that magical factor that draws you to the video and then you end up binge watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, speaking of like that wow factor, we were searching for, you know, people in the South Asian American Western community who were doing Halloween makeup that we could talk to. And, you know, Deanna found that amazing video. I don't know if you did it this year or last year, but it's this great like Halloween makeup face. And um, I'm just curious, like what inspired you to, to, to get on your YouTube channel and say, yeah, I'm going to do this for my, for my viewers. Are you talking about the floating head? Uh, it's the one with like, was it the floating head? It's it, the butterfly one. Yeah. Mm -hmm, the butterfly uh, one. The butterfly one was, um, from this year yeah so every year um during this season there's a lot of things that happen um because i cater to uh, viewership throughout the world um there's indian festivals that happen during the season and there's uh, you know uh, halloween there's um you know the holiday season coming up so this is when the creative juices flow in <laughs> <laughs> and i never miss a chance in fact we just moved houses and i was planning the whole Halloween thing for probably three months now. And I'm like, how am I going to do it if we are moving? <laughs> but I had to do it. So um, yeah, this this season, I never miss out on videos, no matter where, where I am and uh, what I'm doing, because this is the most creative time of the year for artists. Um, Halloween is uh, definitely a new concept um, in Asian countries and yeah. other parts of the world. Um, it uh, when I I remember when I did my first one, uh, people didn't accept it. <laughs> they felt I was crazy, and um, they were wondering why I was doing this kind of makeup. Uh, but then slowly they did come to understand that makeup is not always about just looking good. It's about art. <laughs> Any mm -hmm. form of art on your face is. Basically, you're doing makeup to bring the creativity out of you. So, and um, now I think Halloween is pretty much celebrated throughout the world. So, um, they enjoy those videos. So what? Okay. So the the feedback I usually get from people that want to get into makeup mm -hmm. is they walk into a Sephora mm -hmm. and it's just overwhelming. A lot of products. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's overwhelming. Yeah. So what is your advice to um, people that want to start like building um, like a makeup shelf and and figuring out what brands work for them and what they should put on their face? Um, I would say start with uh, something very small and build up from there. Um, when I started YouTube, I literally had one eyeshadow palette. Um, and then I would... Um, Every weekend, I would make it a point to go to Sephora and I would seek help. I would ask them, you know, can can you uh, tell me what suits my skin type? Everybody has a different skin type. So it could be dry, it could be oily, it could be a combination. And now uh, the brands actually put out ev every little information out there. So a little research on Google can yield a lot of information. For example, you can go up there and say, hey, I have this type of skin and I have breakouts. So what is the best product? So you'll find some recommendations because uh, people are blogging, there's videos about it. So from there, you can pick up on a product or two and slowly build up from there. Uh, you know, keep testing different products and then start from there, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And then people don't have to break the bank all at once. Yeah. You don't, right. you don't have to. And um, the way the whole makeup industry has shifted now is there's a lot of uh, multi-use products um, like the lipstick that I was talking about that you can use on your cheeks and mm -hmm. lips and eyes. There's a lot of multi-sticks now, so you can try with one single product. And if you like that, you can buy something else that's similar and go from there. Um, and the same applies to skincare. You know, there's so much research done and all the information is out there. Um, in fact, um, you know, long ago when, um, I guess when um, we even knew what makeup was, there wasn't a Google, there was no research, um, you know, but we still tried different things and made it work. Now there's abundance of information that you can browse and 
product you know it's it's very easy you just have to go online and mostly most of the time uh, if you go to the brand's website they will help you mm-hmm. um, you know if you want to find a shade of foundation you can go up there and say okay this is my undertone this is uh, my skin color kind of and they it'll pop up you know this is this is your foundation shade and there's other websites like foundation.com where you can input this is the foundation that i currently use and i want a foundation shade from this brand it'll show you what your foundation shade is so there's a lot of help that you can seek online yeah that's like so different than yeah. <laughs> like it's so different than what our moms had to well, yeah, even us. If you think about, yeah. I mean, I mean, I keep thinking about like when I was a kid. So I grew up in the States and my two best friends when I was in sixth grade, one of them was white and the other one was actually East Asian. And we had a sleepover and they, where they were like, let's do our makeup. And I was like, oh, God, like, you know, <laughs> this is me at the grocery store looking at the Maybelline aisle being like, none of that will work for my skin tone, you know. And they take out this foundation, which like they both have a lighter complexion than me. And they were like, no, it'll be fine. And they like put it all over my face. I was like, so I was, I was, it was just us three and whatever, but I was so like embarrassed and I felt like shamed. I felt like really bad about it. And like, you'll notice I'm not wearing any makeup and I never wear makeup. And I think it's because I was so scarred by that experience. But it's so cool now, like there's 69 shades, you know, yeah. and there's these like websites that will tell you how to like match the things that you want to. It's so empowering, I feel like, for people of all complexions. Yeah, and it's only advancing from there. Um, I remember there was a skincare company that wrote to me that you can actually get on your um, phone. There's an app. You can download that and it actually scans your skin Wow, and tells you what you need for your skin. So it's that simple with the apps and the websites and the research online and, you know, so much help that you can seek online. You can use all that and start slow. Just buy a couple products and then start to invest when you can. But Indra, I think like your experience with women of color, I feel like that, you know, I mean, I'm in, I'm white, but I'm in my late thirties. I'm almost 40, but like, we didn't, you know, in the 90s, when I started playing with makeup, there was none of this. And so I, I could yeah. imagine that a lot of people are nodding their head yes about having that experience. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's sort of an intimidating, like, particularly, you know, my mom grew up in India and she wears lipstick and, and eyeliner every day, no matter what she has her whole life. But like... I was discouraged from wearing makeup in my own home. So that was part Interesting. of it. And then, <laughs> and then it was kind of like, well, where do I even start? And like, I can't even imagine if I'd had your YouTube videos, right. Mitha, I would have been like, <laughs> I would probably be like obsessed with makeup now. And you know, it's never too late. It's never too late. I've, I've watched a lot of your videos now and I'm like, I could do that. And that's something that's really cool is like, it's just so much more accessible now. It is. Yeah, absolutely. What is the most common beauty question that you get? People always have problems with foundations. <laughs> right, right. Um, so <clears throat> I guess, um, you know, with foundation, people would usually send me that picture and say, hey, can you recommend a foundation? But uh, what people don't understand is it's very, uh, you know, because um, the way everything gets displayed on your phone versus my phone versus my computer is completely different. So there's always that variation in uh, color. Um, And with so many shades now, um, you know, sometimes you might end up recommending a wrong shade. So you never tell a person what their foundation shade is when they send you a picture. That's absolute no, no. They have to go to the stores, watch it on the side of their face and make sure it matches with their neck. Uh, because again, there's tones and there's undertones. Mm-hmm. You can't really, you know, digitally, it's very hard to tell, you know, see what the undertones are. So that's one of the common questions that I get. The other one is, um, 
other than this is um, how do you stop eyes from watering when you do eye makeup? <laughs> that is, I want to know that. <laughs> yeah. How do you I, do that? I've actually addressed both these issues uh, with uh, YouTube videos. Um, so it's up on my channel. But um, yeah, there's, there's a few things that you can do here and there. You know, icing helps. Um, having a cotton bud with you all the time uh, just to wipe off the tears and relaxing your eyes um, more than anything icing that really helps and using eye drops after you remove your makeup safely make sure it doesn't get into your eyes um, and you you need to have a good lifestyle and a good routine you know you wash your brushes make sure you don't touch your eyes um, just basic hygiene um, is what you need to follow and for people like us doing this day in and day out, we are so strict about this. Otherwise, you know, th there's no way we can do it. You know, <laughs> we'll end up in eye infections every day. So, well, that's yeah. what I so, wanted to ask you. It's like, do what's your um? Do you stick to a special diet or like what's your self care with your with your face? Whether facial or you don't eat certain foods because it's bad or you don't drink any of that kind of stuff yeah i i don't drink alcohol uh that's for sure um it's it's not for this reason i've never really developed a taste for it um uh, but other than that um hmm, no i'm pretty normal actually <laughs> do you get facials um, do you get a lot of facials um i do my own facials Okay. Um, I, I to be honest with you i i never go to uh the salon or uh to a nail salon or um, to get my hair done or anything you know this is like a one-stop shop i do everything here myself just because i receive so many uh, skincare products from um, different brands i get to do a facial probably yeah. uh, twice or thrice a week and i always have a face mask on so i make sure that i uh, completely remove my makeup before i hit the bed every single night um that's for sure no matter how tired i am because um you know you want your skin to breathe um and when it breathes is or when it's healthy basically so what is your cleaning routine um so simple basic i use a cleanser toner moisturizer okay um and um so, so, okay, so that's the basic, but then you break it down further. So you cleanse your face with a nice cleanser. Um, and then um, I put on a mask, a face mask, and I steam my face. Um, and then wash it off, rinse it off, then apply a toner. Um, and then just leave it on for about 10 minutes and then moisturize my face. So that is something that I do. So you let the toner, What? Wh why do you let the toner s sit there for 10 minutes? Um, with every product that you use on your face, you have to give a certain break before you move to the next product because you don't want to pile on products. You want every single product to be absorbed by your skin. So you have to give it that time. Um, so you cleanse your face, Give it about five minutes, wait for it to dry, make sure the skin is prepped before you use the toner. And then your toner gets absorbed. So you wait for a couple minutes. And then once it's absorbed, you apply the moisturizer. Now, if you apply the moisturizer immediately, sometimes it can mix with the toner. Um, and that can not give you the results that you desire. So every product that's made is for your skin to absorb, the skincare products. So you have to let it sit. And do you recommend sunscreen and then putting on a foundation or would you use a foundation with SPF in it? Either or. Okay. Um, so with me, uh, when I use uh, foundations with SPF, I still use a sunscreen before that. Uh, it's, it's just something that I've followed, but you don't have to do that. Um, but my routine is um, I do the um, moisturizer. I do the sunscreen every day, every morning or every before makeup. Day. Yeah. Yes. Every single day, whether I step out in the sun or no, uh, I need the sunscreen on because uh, you can get sun rays through the window too. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's a concept that's not very well uh, followed throughout the world, but it is extremely important. And you wash your face every morning? 
Yes. Um, so during my morning routine, um, I first, when I wake up, I just rinse my face. I don't use any gels or um, any cleansers on my face. Um, I, I, I wait it out. And then about half an hour before I start recording is when I wash my face with a mild cleanser. Um, and I have the Foreo, um, that's the cleansing brush. So I use that for deep cleaning. Uh, and then I moisturize my face. So I'll wait for about 20 minutes and then get on my recording schedule. Do you ever get days off? Like you say you work 24-7. I believe that. Um, do you ever have a day where like you don't have to put makeup on? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> um, when I'm not working, I don't have makeup on. <laughs> uh, you know, when I go to the dog park or I go on walks, I don't on any makeup when others have makeup on I don't <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know I want that break um, I want my skin to breathe and I feel good you know when you take it off it's like you feel liberated like taking off your bra <laughs> exactly there you go <laughs> I was going to say that but I wasn't sure if I could. yes oh, but that's podcast. something I, I totally get yes <laughs> That, exactly that's exactly where we're at. Yes. Mm -hmm. You don't want anything on you, you know? No. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's like so funny. It's like you expect someone who has these amazing makeup tutorials and you look like so amazing like when you do them and everything that like oh they must be like that all the time but it's like <laughs> but you have to think about the practical aspect right yeah so because we just moved I went uh, went out for a walk with another dog owner uh, who kept looking at me and because I had the mask on and um, she she knew my first name uh, but then we continued to walk and she stopped me and she said, are you Smita Deepak? <laughs> so I said, uh, so I was a little perplexed because we were walking all this while and she never asked me. And then she all of a sudden stopped. She said, you're Smita Deepak. I said, yes, I'm Smita Deepak. And she said, your eyes gave it off. Your eyes oh, gave it off. Wow. So um, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, and she's like, you have no makeup on? I said, no, I don't put makeup on. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! People probably think that we have makeup on all the right. time, but mm -hmm. not really. <laughs> Do people recognize you a lot? Yes. Um, it's interesting. Yes. <laughs> when it when it started happening, I was a little taken aback and I was surprised myself. But people do recognize. And I would come back to my husband and say, I met this person at uh, Walgreens and she was saying she watches my videos. Can you believe it? He's like, you better put on some makeup when you go out. <laughs> it's really funny. And what are they like? What are the reactions? Um, a lot of people ask for selfies. Um, you know, I shop everywhere. I go to Walmart. I go to Walgreens. I go everywhere. So I remember somebody sent me a message saying that you're so humble. You were shopping in Walmart. Oh. <laughs> um, and then this, and then they, she said, I, I didn't want to approach you because I felt like um, you were doing your thing and I didn't want to invade your privacy. And then there's others who come to me directly and ask me if I'm Smitha and, um, you know, they talk to me. Um, some people, uh, there was one particular case where she came to me and she said she watches my videos. <laughs> and then she said, good luck with everything. And she walked away. So it's, it's like a mixed thing. You know, there's it's never, yeah. um, it really depends on what they want to do with me, I guess. You know, so. Did you, when you were, when you were like, I want to like start this blog, I want to do makeup tutorials, things like that. Did you... Was the celebrity aspect of it ever in your mind? Did you was that part of the aspiration, or was it just like, oh, this is happening? Um, I never thought of it that way, and I still don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to be yeah, yeah. You, I'm just normal, like you know. Um, mm -hmm. I guess people uh, who watch videos think of it that way. They probably think we belong to a whole different category, but. In all honesty, we live like everybody else. <laughs> right. Um, right. So it's just that because we are out there in media, um, media makes everybody a celebrity. Let's put it that way. Right. Um, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. that's really not what it is. 
I live just like my neighbor and somebody else who watches me and I do the same thing. I eat the same stuff. I work out the same way. I have a dog. I have kids. I have a family. <laughs> and this is yeah. my work. They do a nine to five job and I record and I edit. <laughs> and I think this is my last question is what advice would you give to um, anyone listening to this that wants to start their own makeup tutorial cha- channel? Um, I'd say um, three things. One is be consistent. Uh, second is be focused. And third is cut out the emotional part of you. Um, so when I say emotional part, you have to be connected with your audience. Uh, but when somebody uh, is negative, never take it to heart because it comes from them. It's not really about you. It's about them. And when somebody praises you, let it not get to your head and sit there and you feel like you're the best. That's going to crash everything for you. So you have to cut out the emotional part uh, and, you know, focus and stay consistent. Yeah. That's amazing. That is really great advice. (laughs) Smitha, oh my God, you are so awesome and so kind and so down to earth. Oh, thank you. You guys are awesome. (laughs) You're an inspiration. I mean, we're like new at this podcasting thing relatively. It's just really empowering for us to like hear from someone who's just like, yeah, we're just, I'm being myself and I'm putting out something I believe in and people respond to it. I think that's uh, what social media is about when you're, when you be yourself um, is when you go a long way because people can see through fake. (laughs) Yeah. You know, they may uh, want to watch it, uh, but they can see through it. And at the end of the day, you know, it is you, it is uh, your personality, what you put out there. So just be true to yourself and do your best, you know. Um, and we're all human beings. So a little bit of respect will go a long way. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I have one more question, sure. actually. Um, have you, are you a Bollywood fan? Um how do I? It's okay if you're not. No, no, no. no. Uh, so I am and I'm not. I am a Bollywood fan, but I don't necessarily ag- agree with uh, the way the industry works. So, okay. Can you say a little bit more about that? I'm clear. I'm curious. Um. Uh, so with the recent, um, ha- I'm not sure if you're uh, aware of um, uh, an actor who committed suicide uh, yes my mom was telling me about this yeah so sushan's sister is actually a close friend of mine um oh my gosh yeah so um so it's you know there's this whole bollywood mafia that dictates how the industry works um and you know um i guess with any industry um you will find some amount of hypocrisy and nepotism and you know um favorites and you know detaching from people and encouraging a few and making others feel like they don't belong that's a lot in the industry in bollywood and that is something that i don't enjoy and it shouldn't get to a point where people lose lives you know um so other than that yeah i enjoy the movies i love to recreate looks (laughs) yeah yeah Um, there's so much color and dance and singing and that aspect of it. Yes, I enjoy. Yeah. Uh, I guess the reason I asked um, is, have you been able to connect with any of the actresses that you've like recreated a look from? Yeah, in fact, um, so uh, here in San Francisco, uh, I host all the Bollywood shows. Um, that is something that I've always been interested in as well. Um, so I uh, MC for, uh, you know, uh, Preeti Zinta was here. Uh, there was Sonu Nigam, Atif Aslam. Uh, there was um, Sonu Sood, uh, Govinda. So I hosted shows for all these people. So that is something that I enjoy and do. Uh, not necessarily uh, met anyone that I recreated, but I have met quite a few Uh, Bollywood actors uh, because I host these shows. And Smitha, for those that um, this might be their first time um, learning about you, where where can they find you? Um, On um, YouTube, um, 
so if they look for Smitha Deepak with two E's, uh, they'll find me there or on uh, Instagram or Facebook with one E. So Smitha Deepak. Wonderful. Well, it has been so lovely talking with you and thank you for making the time. A wealth of knowledge. A wealth. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was oh a gosh. pleasure. <laughs> And I know that you're very busy now that we know, my gosh, how much goes into all of this. So thank you even more for making the time to talk with us. Very welcome. And thank you for having me on your show. 